This is John Paul Keith, and you're listening to the Shangri-La Records Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to the May 2021 edition of the Shangri-La Records Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Rieger. This month, our musical guest is the one and only John Paul Keith. We'll get to him in just a few minutes. But first, let's start this episode the way we start every episode, and that's by checking in with Shangri-La co-owner, John Miller. John, good to see you as always. Hey, JD. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well, doing well. So I know things we've got a lot to talk about in this episode. Let's maybe kick things off by addressing the appointment and store opening policies, which are new. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're uh, real excited to, uh, this last month, have been able to open up the shop a little bit. Uh, we've done away with appointments uh, for individual shoppers. Uh, right now, we're working within the Shelby County Health Department's um, latest health directive, which for retail recommends uh, 50% capacity. So right now, uh uh, doors are open. Uh, we're open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, come on in. We, If you do get there and the door is locked, it's because we've hit our capacity. Uh, so just knock on the door, give us a call. Um, and what we end up doing is uh, the first person who is in will have uh, you know five to 10 minutes uh, to wrap up their shopping time. And uh, then we'll uh, let them cycle out and whoever's uh, waiting on the porch cycle in. And uh, that seems to be working really well. We, we've uh, hit capacity a number of times, but uh, you know, folks are understanding and, and, and quick to kind of wrap up uh, their shopping time and, and let somebody else in. And uh, we're, we're real excited to be seeing you know, some of our regulars again. Uh, I, I think we're starting to see a lot more folks uh, that are double vaxxed. Uh, so that's nice. I think people are feeling a little bit more uh, safe about getting back out. Um, uh, all of our staff is double vaxxed, so uh, we're uh, we're also feeling good about uh, where we are. So, yeah, that that's been really nice. Uh, the only thing that we're doing um, by appointment still is for larger uh, size collections. We've had a, a number of those come in recently, um, and we just want to make sure that we uh, are able to dedicate time to those and not have you know more collections pouring in that we're we're looking at all at once. Um, uh, but that said, if you have something that's just a few records, you know, feel free to bring that with you. Um, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to call and give us a heads up, but but by no means uh, do you need to make an appointment for that. Speaking of large collections, I understand you've had a few come in the shop recently. Yeah, it, it's kind of like the floodgates have opened since uh, we're uh, open a little bit more. And, and we've had uh, probably three or four pretty sizable collections come in. Um I think uh, last month we alluded uh, to the one that had a lot of uh, uh, emo, indie punk uh, sort of stuff. Uh, but since then, we, we've had a couple more. Uh, there was one that was uh, a large blues collection, um, had all sorts of old original pressings on Lightning Hopkins, uh, Freddie King, Elmore James, Lead Belly, uh, Sonny Terry, Brownie McGee, uh, a lot of great stuff that we don't see uh, as often. Uh, there was a really good jazz collection, had everything from, you know, some Blue Note stuff like Grant Green's Idle Moments uh, to, um, you know, some uh, 
fusion records like the uh, Pat Metheny record with Jocko and uh, things like that. So it, it's a, a pretty wide variety of new stuff that uh, you'll see in the store if you haven't been in a long time uh, or even if you hadn't been in a week or two. Uh, we're rolling a lot out. Uh, in fact, we, we had two more uh, collections come in yesterday uh, that have a lot of good stuff in them. We haven't quite finished going through those yet, but uh, there'll be a lot more really good records as well as some uh, equipment. Um, uh, I think there were probably a turntable or two, uh, maybe a couple receivers, um, I think a uh, cassette deck. So uh, a lot of new stuff that'll be in the store coming up. I think I recall you telling me off the air that there were some Sun Elvis 45s in one of those collections, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that was, uh, we were digging through these two giant trunks and uh, a lot of stuff uh, that wasn't really worth uh, holding on to, but there were in there uh, two Elvis Sun 45s. Uh, there was That's All Right, um, backed uh, with uh, Blue Moon of Kentucky and Good Rockin' Tonight with I Don't Care If the Sun Don't Shine. And uh, both of them are, uh, have the push marks on them, so uh, you know they're the, uh, the old the original Sun ones. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, yeah, um, good, good stuff for uh, 45 uh, uh, diggers as well. Uh, I know uh, Greg Cartwright was in the other day and grabbed a few things out of our Memphis bin. So uh, uh, I, I know we didn't get the Elvis Sun 45s, but there, uh, there should be uh, a number of really good things uh, still floating around in there. Nice name drop. That's right. Greg Cartwright. And uh, in case you uh, hadn't heard, uh, Rating Sound do have a new record uh, that'll be out this Friday. We'll have that in store. So uh, make sure you uh, get a copy of that. I know those will uh, be going quick. Speaking of things going quick, another thing coming up is the first Record Store Day drop in June. That's June 12th, right? Yeah, that, that's right. There's... Uh, where they broke it into three last year, they're they're splitting into two this time. So there'll be the one on June twelfth, uh, and then another on July seventeenth. Uh, those will both be Saturdays, uh, and we're looking to do things, you know, kind of uh, similar to how we did last time in terms of uh, protocols and spacing. Um, we have outside the shop uh, spray painted the Shangri La logo six feet apart, so folks can line up. But where we uh, only had one person in the store at a time last time for 10 minutes, uh, we'll probably try to have at least a couple different little stations uh, set up so we can have a couple people uh, in the shop at a time and maybe move it along a little bit quicker. Um, so that, yeah, we're, we're definitely looking forward to that in June. Uh, we are looking into a partnership with uh, our friends over at WYXR, uh, the Crosstown radio station, and uh, we, we'll have a couple DJs in that afternoon to spend. So that'll be fun. They'll be spending some, you know, rare, fun Memphis things. And, uh, we'll be playing some of the stuff, uh, from record store day as well. So, uh, there, there's a lot to be excited about. I think last time we talked about a number of the Memphis releases, the Al Green, um, orchestrated, uh, collection, as well as that first Ann Peebles record, which I'm really excited about. I'm, I'm a huge Ann Peebles fan. And, um, that first one has some really great stuff on it. Um, she almost has kind of a, a, a Tina Turner uh, thing going on on a couple tracks, which um, really reminds me of that uh, Straight from the Heart record uh, on uh, High, which uh, Fat Possum actually uh, has back in print now, and we should have more in the store, uh, I believe, next week. So we've talked about the Memphis stuff coming out 
for record store date. Tell me what's going to be the thing that all the kids are lining up for. <laughs> well, the, the kids are always into uh, a, a lot of different things and we're uh, casting a pretty wide net, but you can pretty much bank on any time that there's a Grateful Dead release that uh, there will be a lot of folks uh, lined up for that. Um, and this one is uh, in June live at the Olympia Theater in Paris from May of 72. And that um, that Europe 72 era has just always been such a, a big thing uh, for Dead fans. Um, you know, Europe 72 being a, a compilation of a lot of that material, but uh, they released uh, a few things from that, uh, but this will be the first one on vinyl in a minute. So I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll have a lot of folks lined up for that. Um, you know, kind of not necessarily a Memphis band, but definitely recorded in Memphis. Uh, the replacements, Pleased to Meet Me. There's uh, a companion uh, double LP with that, with outtakes and stuff like that. So that's cool. That was recorded, you know, obviously right down the street from us at Ardent um, with Jim Dickinson. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll be excited to have that in the store. And then, um, you know, we've in the last few years had a lot of folks coming out for both the jazz and folk releases. They seem to be doing a lot more of those uh, for Record Store Day. And uh, this time, uh, there's a Joni Mitchell archive from 63 to 67 that kind of caught my eye. Uh, I'd imagine we'll have uh, a lot of folks that'll be uh, looking for that. We, we can hardly keep Joni Mitchell in the shop these days, it feels like. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, J- Joni Mitchell and uh, Jim Croce, too, uh, for whatever reason, the Jim Croce uh, stuff. And, and there is a, uh, a Jim Croce as well uh, this time, so... Uh, I'm sure as soon as we get those in, they will also depart the store. Do you guys still have copies of that Jim Croce VHS lying around? (laughs) There is, in fact, uh, two copies uh, still there. Uh, Inexplicably, uh, it's it's such a... uh, How how do we still have those? I don't know. It's a a thrilling reenactment piece. And uh, (laughs) if you are not aware of what J.D. and I are talking and laughing about, I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, the first week that I was working at Shangri-La, JD pointed uh, that out to me and uh, and said, "Yeah, you've you've got to see this if you haven't seen it before. Um, it's it's important for your record store education." And uh, while I don't know if that last statement was true, I am really glad that I did uh, see it. Uh, so if, if you don't have a uh, VCR, find a friend who does and come grab one of those last copies and uh, get ready for uh, some popcorn and a movie night. Last thing I want to talk about, you said earlier that the store is generally not open on Sundays, but on Sunday, June 6th, we are actually going to be opening up for a truly remarkable event. You want to tell me a little bit about it? That's right. Um, It's, you know, I don't think I'm underselling it when I say, uh, (laughs) you know, once in a uh, generation, an opportunity comes along. And this is one of those where... You're going to get to spend your time in our store on a Sunday, no less. We would normally be closed with none other than your friend, mine, Jay Diesel. That's right. J.D. Rieger is going to take his what? spot behind the counter. That's right. That's right, folks. You heard it here first. J.D. Rieger behind the counter. Jerry? Who's Jerry? Yeah, yeah. sorry. I almost said Jared. Um, uh, <laughs> J.D. Rieger behind the counter at Shangri-La. 
the great man rides again. Uh, it's going to be historic. Uh, I assume there will be uh, tomes written about it, but uh, just make sure that you mark your calendars and uh, get up there. I'm looking forward to girding my loins once again and and treading the boards, as they say, of Shangri-La they, Records. They do say that, though they don't often say girding the loins. That's uh, <laughs> that that's maybe something you picked up in Chicago. Is is that is that record lingo up there? We we don't as much gird our loins down here. Oh yeah, uh, Chicago is very strict rules as far as loins go. It's it's girded all the way. Okay, yeah, yeah. We're we're mostly uh, loincloth suggested here, but there's there's really no hard and fast rules on that. Sunday, June sixth. I'm looking forward to it. A day that will live in infamy. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be fun. I'm, I'm glad uh, you'll be in town uh, through that period, and uh, you've got a number of shows uh, coming up too. Do you want to uh, mention uh, some of those? Oh my gosh, sure. I'm going to be playing at the comic book store on June 5th for their fifth anniversary, the 901 Comics in Cooper Young. They're going to have a thing at the Gazebo in Cooper Young, and then I'm also going to be playing that night at the High Tone. And then Wednesday, June 9th, I'll be at B-Side, and then Friday, June 11th, I'll be at Black Lodge Video. So that's a ton of stuff. Yeah, but but you're not going to get that in-person JD experience, except that one day at Shangri-La. Though, though I do highly recommend, uh, you know, catching uh, some live music. It, it's amazing that uh, we're we're finally to a point that live music is coming back, and uh, real excited to see um, you come in and play, and so many other friends uh, be part of that. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it, well, man. Thanks, man, and I'm looking forward to hanging out in the shop on June 6th. That's right, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> All right. Thanks, John. Yep. See you, man. Our guest this month is a talented singer, songwriter, and guitar player who has a great new album out called The Rhythm of the City, which you can find at johnpaulkeith.com, johnpaulkeith.bandcamp.com, or on Spotify, etc. Here is John Paul Keith. Hey, JD. Thanks for having me here. It's great to be on the show, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity to get to come on here and talk about my album um i want to play a few songs for you from it uh just here with my acoustic guitar at my home and uh which i got used to doing because i was i've been live streaming every monday for a year uh from my home on uh my show mondays in memphis and we wrapped that up on the one year anniversary just a few weeks ago and it sort of coincided with the return to live music and uh, I'm happy to say I am double vaxxed and well past the two-week window and uh, back out there and gigging. And uh, you can see me every Wednesday at B-Side in May uh, here in Memphis, Tennessee at 9 o'clock. And uh, with my trio, Matthew Wilson and Danny Banks, the guys that played on the album, The Rhythm of the City. And uh, so, yeah, I'm back out there, and the new record is doing well for us we just got our second pressing in and uh we also got cds in i'll be i'll be bringing some of those by the shop uh very soon and um and uh, yeah it's everything's going great uh much better than this time last year so i'm very grateful and uh excited about the future so i want to do a song for you now uh it's the lead off track on the album and i'm going to kick it off here today with the same song. It's called 
how can you walk away? This next song I want to do for you is the only co-write on the album. I wrote it with Scott Bomar, who engineered the album. We recorded it in Scott's studio, Electrophonic Recording, here in Memphis, Tennessee. And um, to be quite honest, uh, we were trying to write something for Don Bryant. Uh, Scott plays bass in the Bow Keys, Don Bryant, Don Bryant's band, and he's, he's Don's producer. And uh, 
I had a song on Don's first Fat Possum record a few years ago, Don't Give Up on Love. I had a song on that album called One Ain't Enough. And uh, that was also a co-write with Scott. And um, Scott was getting ready to do to produce the, the second Fat Possum record for Don, which eventually came out um, and w- was nominated for a Grammy. But um, at the time, we were writing, trying to just try ideas out and see what happened. You know, let's see if we can write a song for Don today. And uh, so he came over to my house, and he had uh, this title. He had a notebook out with a list of little ideas. And he said, I got an idea for a title. How about this? And he said, the sun's going to shine again. And I said, you know, I thought about it. And I said, well, it's a little more optimistic than I normally go for. But sure, why not? Let's try it. And uh, the first thing I thought about, well, if we're going to do a song about the sun shining for Don Bryant, implying that the sun is not shining and it must be raining, then I w- the first thing I thought of was, well, we've got to figure out a way to, to work in I Can't Stand the Rain into this song. It should be a... It should be a uh, there should be a reference made to it in there. That would be cool if we could get that in there somehow, tie it all together. And so that's where the line, you know, I never could stand the rain came from. I was trying to really tailor made, tailor make this song for Don. Fortunately, Don, you know, it, he didn't, it didn't work for him. Uh, but, uh, you know, that happens sometimes, you know. And, uh, but I really liked the song myself. And so I kind of always knew, well, you know, if he passes on it, it's mine, you know. And that's sort of how I look at that, those kind of things. It's like, well, you know, you take a swing at it, and if you miss, you might get a good song that you like yourself out of it, you know. And there's that's that's never a loss, you know. And so that's how I looked at it. And um, so I was happy to do it on the record, and uh, I really enjoyed the version that we did. Um, we really drew on this high records thing with that. Our drummer, Danny Banks, uh, really... Um, uh, borrowed, if you want to say, or paid tribute to, or stole, however you want to say it. Uh, we discussed it at the time. Uh, the beat for that from uh, Howard Grimes, and Howard, of course, was the the uh, inspiration for the album title as well. So I just want to give credit where credit is due on all that. And uh, the the sitar, of course, that we we used on this track um, was, of course, a, a an homage to Reggie Young and his work at American Sound. And uh, I also have to give a shout-out to my buddy Toby Vest over at Hilo Recording for letting me borrow his sitar. Uh, he has an electric sitar. And it's funny, because Scott used to have one, and it it hung on the wall of his studio, Electrophonic, for years. And I made several records over there, and every time I'd come over there, I'd pick up that that electric sitar and plink around on it and it was almost instantly comical because, you know, it's sort of a novelty instrument. It's not a real sitar, you know. It's like a toy sitar in a way, you know. And uh, <laughs> and you can get comical with it real quick. And uh, I would always plink around on it and threaten to use it on an album. And then finally it hit me one day. I was thinking about this song and I thought oh goodness this needs electric sitar this is it it's finally happening i'm finally going to do it so i showed up at the studio that day and 
said, you're not going to believe this, Scott. The, t- the day has come. The time has come. I'm going to... Uh, I want to use the sitar on this track. And he said, dude, I sold it. <laughs> so uh, I had to I had to go to Facebook and, and put out an APB on an electric sitar in Memphis that I could rent or borrow. And luckily, uh, uh, my buddy Toby Vest at Hilo Recording came through for us. So shout out to Toby. And uh, so here you go. The sun's going to shine again.
really appreciate you guys there at Shangri-La. You asked me uh, what my favorite Shangri-La experience has been, and uh, without a doubt, that has to be playing with the late, great Roy Head there in store at Shangri-La with Monsieur Jeffrey Evans and Ross Johnson in the band. No bass, just me and Jeff on guitar and uh, Ross on bass. Uh, excuse me, drums, backing up the great Roy Head of Treat Her Right fame. That was a big thrill. And then I got to see Roy play that night with the full band and uh, over at the old high tone. And, uh, wow, that was quite an experience. And uh, that was actually uh, one of two times I backed up Roy Head in Memphis, the second time being at the Ameripolitan Awards a couple of years ago. And uh, uh, I never in my life would have dreamed I would have performed with Roy Head, not once but twice. (laughs) So thank you, Shangri-La, and thank you, Memphis, for that memory. So I ain't done loving you yet. 
So I want to leave you with a song that's not on my new album. Um, I mentioned that some of the songs on the album, including The Sun's Gonna Shine Again, were at least started as possible ideas to pitch to Don for his record. Like, maybe maybe this will work for Don, or maybe I'll try that again, or whatever. And uh, But this next song was one that I'd written several years ago, uh, actually for his first Fat Possum record, and I sort of missed the deadline. They were kind of already done with the record. I already had one song on it, but then I wrote this one, and they were already done with it. And then it sort of fell by the wayside, and I wasn't sure I'd written it the best way I could anyway. wasn't completely satisfied with it. And this went on for years, and then in 2020, I finally was inspired to revisit it, uh, especially after the murder of George Floyd. The song was originally inspired by the events of Ferguson, Missouri, and uh, the death of Michael Brown. And um, so in 2020, I decided to revisit the song and kind of fix, try to see if I could fix what I didn't like about it. And uh, so I did another version and um, uh, sent that to Scott. And um, in January of 2021, Scott said, "I think it's time for Don to do this song. I'm, I want to. I want to try it. I want to try it on Don." And he got together with Don, and he said, "Yeah, I think we got something here." And so um, uh, he was kind enough to invite me to play guitar on it on the session. They decided to record it as a single for Fat Possum, and uh, so I went over there in my mask and. Uh, I had a, my first and so far only masked recording session and uh, um, and uh, it was a real honor and a thrill to uh, to hear Don Bryant sing my song especially this song in particular and um, I'm going to do my version of it for you it was real interesting as a songwriter to hear him do it because I've never really recorded it or released a version of it and I have my way of singing it, and Don really sort of rewrote the melody to in a new way, like or, re, or recast it, I should say, rephrased it. Uh, he put his own imprint on it, and it's incredible. Uh, so it sort of changed the way I thought about the song after I heard him sing it. And so now I can't really sing it exactly the same way I did before I heard him sing it. <laughs> so as a songwriter, that's really interesting. I've never really had that happened before um, he sort of changed my own song in my own mind in that way and uh so the whole thing has been a real fascinating experience for me and just knowing don at all is a fascinating experience and a real honor um when i first got to memphis and i didn't really know anybody uh, i was a huge fan of memphis music but of course there were huge gaps in my knowledge and i knew that so i took it on myself to go to the memphis library at the time this is before Spotify <laughs> or whatever uh, and I went uh, this is 2005 I think and I went to the I would go to the Memphis library and they had that they have that great Memphis music section vinyl and CD and you can check out so I'd check out CDs of stuff I didn't know about yet or hadn't really taken the time to dive into and one of those artists was Ann Peebles so I dove into her catalog when I first got here and I was so impressed with the song 99 pounds and uh, it's got that great line 
125 pounds of pure cane sugar in each and every kiss. And I thought, pure cane sugar? That sounds like an idea for a song all on its own there. And so I wrote one, and it's on my first album, Spills and Thrills. And I didn't know, I had no way of knowing that I would... Well, first of all, I didn't even know who Don Bryant was at the time. But I had no idea I would go on to not only meet Don Bryant, but to write two songs for him that would come out on his albums and that it would be uh, the highlight of my career as a songwriter and uh, and a great honor in my life. Um, I, I wouldn't have known what to say if you'd, if you'd come back, if you were a time traveler and you told me that. So it's a big honor, and I'd like to leave you with this song now. Um, I was hoping the song would be irrelevant, uh, but sadly it's more relevant than ever, and it's uh, it's called A World Like That. Some people say that a day would come when we'd look around with nowhere to run. Smoke in the street, faces disguised.
Okay, y'all. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you, Shangri-La, for doing what you do. And uh, love you guys. And um, we'll see you soon. Thanks a lot. That's the show. Thank you to JPK and John Miller. Thank you to Jared and the Simple Tones for the theme music. For more information on the shop, visit ShangriLaRecords.com. No hyphen. I look forward to seeing you all from behind the counter in June. But until then, take care, y'all. Part of the Back to the Light podcast network at backtothelight.net.